Good afternoon. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Hey, today we're talking about how to motivate disengaged employees. I'm writing that one down. I took notes the last two weeks. I love it that you take notes. I think it's so great. It makes me feel good. So uh, so tonight, we're t- I try to talk on my show about real life stuff so that it resonates with people who, um, you know, who have to deal with things and they can use it in real life. So Today, talking about these disengaged employees, I think that this is happening a lot because I think a lot of people have stayed in jobs in the last few years that they otherwise wouldn't have if there was a huge booming economy and there were tons of different new jobs to be had. I think that's probably true. And I think people stay in jobs too. The other thing is people stay in jobs because it's a comfort zone. Sure. They know it. It's safe. And going out to find a new job and trying something new is is kind of risky and dangerous. Right? I mean, I, I don't think so. I thrive in that environment. But, <laughs> but for some people, that's, she loves it. that's really scary, right? And so, um, so it can be very hard as a manager coming in to try to motivate these people because yeah. people get complacent. They get lazy. They get complacent. They get just happy to show up and do what has to be done. And, you know, making improvements is not on their radar and they just want to do it. And that's a challenge because if you're somebody who's motivated, you know, one of two things happens. Either you'll die trying, trying to get these people motivated, or you'll succumb to their negativity and get sucked down with them. That And you'll start operating at a lower And we've talked about that. It's a lot easier to get sucked down than to be pulled up. That's right. So, um, so when you think about how to start engaging or how to start motivating disengaged employees, you want to think about first setting clear expectations. So a lot of reasons why people, employees, uh, are disengaged or not interested is that they don't understand the expectations. Nobody's ever taken the time to sit down and say, here is what I expect from you every day. Mm-hmm. And here are the tangibles and here are the intangibles. Right? So which is like, always harder. Which is harder, right? Tangible is like, okay, I want you to uh, document these processes. I want you to ensure that the schedule's done. I want you to make sure that the closet is stocked. Right? Like that's the tangible. That's the, that's the expectation. But the intangible expectations are things like, I want you to smile at our customers. I want you to be positive when you speak about the working environment here. I want you to share ideas for improvement with me. I want you to tell me if something's not working so that we can change it. Um, those are the intangibles. And it's just as important to share those as it is to share, um, the clear expectations for what they need to be doing. Uh huh. Now, once you have set clear expectations, then you're able to hold people accountable to them, right? So if you say, like, here's what needs to be done each day. Do you understand? And they say, yes, I understand. Then if you get to the end of the day and they haven't done it, then you can clearly show that they're not performing, Right? This is true. That, yeah, I mean, it's so, black and then and you white. can go to them and say, hey, we talked about this being the expectation and you didn't meet it today. What happened? Right? You don't immediately assume that they're schleps because they may not be. They may be fabulous employees. There could be a very tangible reason. Yeah, there could be a reason. So you you find out, like, well, what happened? How come this didn't get done? But it gives you a starting point instead of kind of just judging from afar and expecting them to read your mind because that never works. No? No. 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 Nobody nobody can read your mind. Doesn't work in marriage either. No, doesn't work in marriage either. So the next thing that you can do is to – um, ask them what they need. You know, get them in a room together or get them in a room by themselves and say, hey, what do you need to do your job better? 
What kind of things do you need? And you might be surprised. They might just say like, gosh, I really need to be retrained on this software. Or I would really like to um, volunteer on a committee so that I could do something that stimulates my brain and it's a little different. Or I, you know what I really need? I really need to understand the big picture. Like wh- how do I fit into this company? What's my part? Like where, where's the meaning? What are we doing this for? Like what's the why of our organization? And there's actually a great uh, TED talk that's out and it's called um, the, it's called What's Your Why, I think, or the... Oh, yeah. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's yeah, with Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. It's fantastic. I just, I got so much out of it when I watched it recently and I would highly recommend it. So Simon Sinek, I, something about the why or what's your why, something like that. Um, but it's a TED talk. So you can find it on TED.com. So, um, so make sure you're asking them what they need and then doing your best to fulfill that. Now, if they say, well, I just need a raise, <laughs> you could say, all right, well, let's talk about some things that we could add on to your plate to you know, help you take some more responsibility and maybe get you in a position to move up to your uh-huh. next position, right? Or let's talk about adjusting your schedule so you can get a second job if you need one. I mean, because really the reason why people ask for a raise is either they don't feel appreciated or they really need the money. Yeah. Right. And if they really need the money and your company's not able to give it to them, you can help them figure out a way that they can raise sure. additional money that's not inside sure. your company. Right. By yep. being flexible with being their schedule. Flexible. Yep. Absolutely. So ask what they need. And then the next thing in terms of how to motivate disengaged employees is to engage them in challenges uh, that you have in the organization. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you've got a big problem, and you've got to figure out how to solve that problem. Many of many times, leaders, we think to ourselves, oh, well, that's on me. I'm the boss. I've got to figure this out. And so then we put our heads together and we try really, really high, hard and hire consultants and do all this stuff to figure out the answer to this problem. And we never ask the people who work for us. Right? And that's then when, right. when our solution doesn't work, they all point at us and say, oh, look at that failure. <laughs> Right. So as a leader, what you can do is you can bring your team together and you can say, okay, here's the, here's the problem I'm having. We need to reduce costs. We need to improve our revenue streams and we need to, um, start sharing information in a better way. Now, I'm not sure how to do that. Are you, you know, do you know how to do that? And you can have them think about that and you can work in groups or in pairs and you can say, how do I, you know, what, what might we do to solve this problem? Let's brainstorm, you know, break into groups for 15 minutes, break into pairs and talk about ways to solve this. And you never know, you might get one of the best answers ever. You usually will. I was talking to to Chris Brackett and, and Drew last week that, it's time that people listen, take people who are in charge, who are the decision makers, the leaders, listen to the people who are actually out there on the front line. Mm -hmm. Because they usually know what works and what doesn't. Right. And what the customer is saying. Yeah. Versus um, what they think might be a good idea or might be nice for their buddy or whatever. It was motivating somebody. Um, yeah. at a higher level. It could be a lot of things. You know, not all of them. Some of them really do look to those frontline people already. But yeah. to really start listening to what they say, because they're the ones who are going to probably have the answer of how to fix it. Well, and it makes people feel respected and recognized as a contributor. And the reality is, is that we all want purpose in our work. We want meaning. We want to be doing work for something. 
Exactly. You know, I just was talking to Drew about that this morning. He was saying, like, it makes me feel really good about some of the stuff I'm doing. You know, when I when people give me good positive feedback, it's like, of course it does. You know, it does feel good to do good work. Yeah. You know, and so even if that means you're working in a factory and you're, you know, you are building cogs on a line, (laughs) you're still important and it's important to understand how you're important and where that falls into place. And so, um, so engage them for help. And this is just an idea called distributive leadership. Um, and it's, it's the idea of distributing the leadership, distributing the challenges out to the people and having them weigh in. And then many times, once they've, and Patrick Lencioni, he wrote this great book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Mm-hmm. He, um, he talks about how in order for people to buy in, they need to have weighed in. Yep. Right? So if you're going to just tell me what I have to do, I'm not going to be as apt to buy in as if you were to say like, well, hey, Jen, what do you think? Like, how would you handle this? And then I was able to listen honestly listen to your conversation and listen to your feedback and then talk about it with you, then you've had a chance to weigh in. I think that's really true. And I think giving people an opportunity to work from their point of strength. Oh yeah. is important too. I did a thing called work teams that work many, many, many years ago, Mm -hmm. many years ago. And it was really interesting as we, it was a week long seminar class. Well, I don't know what you want to call it, but workshop and brought people in from all different kinds of industries and, um, it was really interesting to see people's different strengths and some of the exercises were to have you do something that was definitely not your strength and mm-hmm. to see how that changed when it was your product and what what was happening. Yeah, and that's we talked about that a couple of weeks ago leading from a place of your strengths. Um, or leveraging your strengths. I can't remember exactly what the show is called, but we did. We talked exactly about, about that. Strength. And that's really a huge part of the reason why people are disengaged is they're in jobs that don't leverage their strengths. And yeah. sometimes if you've got someone on your team that's high in ideation, um, just asking for their opinion on how to solve certain problems, I mean, that can do more, that can give more value than giving them a raise. Yeah, They can feel more valued and more appreciated in the workplace that somebody actually wants to hear their opinion. Now, this a lot of leaders shy away from this because they're so afraid that if they hear their opinion, they have to implement it, uh-huh. and it might not be what they want to hear. And so as a leader, I would say two things. One, release attachment from your own personal outcome. Release trying to drive them to the conclusion that you're hoping they come to mm-hmm. when you ask for their feedback, and really open your mind to what they're saying. Because it might be useful. It might be helpful. And then the other piece is is that just understand that sometimes hearing people's ideas are enough. Like you don't necessarily have to implement them, but you have to hear them. And you want to be honest about why you didn't implement them. Yeah. Well, we chose this one because we think it delivers X, Y, and Z. And your idea was great, but it delivered on Z. And we really needed to make sure we thought about X as well. Yeah. So that spawned the idea for this or what have you. But you don't, it doesn't mean that you have to take everything that they say and implement it. But it is important that you truly listen with an open heart and open ears, not just, um, you know, not just because you're paying them lip service and saying, oh yeah, tell me what you think. (laughs) Because that's disingenuous and people are going to feel it right away. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the next thing here on how to motivate disengaged employees, we've talked about setting clear expectations, asking them what they need, engaging them in challenges, asking them for help in solving problems for the company. And then next is to hold them accountable. People need to be held accountable. Uh, I worked for a boss once who used to say, oh, we're going to do this. And 
the boss would tell us once at the meeting and then never follow up. And so we would all, it became a joke that we would all nod and smile and say, yeah, sounds great. And then we would never do anything about it because we knew that that boss would never come back and ask us about it. (laughs) And it was just, you know, you have to follow up. You have to follow up with people and let them know that you didn't just ask them to do something because you were trying to make work for them. (laughs) You have to go back and see what happened. And so you've got to come around and follow up. Now this does two things. One, it helps people to understand that you're asking them to do stuff that's meaningful and that has a purpose, not just to make busy work. And two, it allows you to find out who's actually performing and who's not. Because if you come back around and say, oh, how's the project working on XYZ? And they say, oh, I haven't started it yet. Or, oh, yeah, I just started it. I'll I'll have some results next week. And then you go back next week and it's like, oh, yeah, well, well, then what have they been doing all that time? Exactly. Right? And so that gives you a foundation to say, to see if they're performing or not. Yeah. And if they're not performing, then you got to set them free. That's right. And that's our last our last insight for how to motivate disengaged employees is that there are some people who you are not going to be able to motivate because they are in the wrong place. And they've been in the wrong place maybe for a really long time. Yeah. And setting them free is probably one of the nicest things that you can do for them. Now, I'm not saying go into your work and fire everybody who's not motivated. Try everything else first. (laughs) Give them clear expectations. Hold them accountable. Ask them what they need. Engage them in problem solving. And if after all of that effort, they are still just, you know, whiny pants and not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and then they're bringing down the team. And it is scientifically proven that one bad apple can reduce a team's productivity. I'll say this again. One bad apple can reduce an entire team's productivity by 40%. I believe it. 40%. I believe it. Of an entire team. You got a team of 12 working for you. You got one person in there who's apathetic, who's not doing their job, who is whining and complaining all the time. They can be reducing the 11 other people's productivity by 40%. I don't doubt it. And I think it gets worse the higher up the chain it goes, and that person is the... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. So set them free. And there are people... I, I did a session a few weeks ago with uh, one of the local businesses in town, and one of the gals said to me, I just, you know, I can't believe it. There have been people who I have fired, like not even like laid off, like fired, who have come back to me years later. Thank you so much. That was the best thing you ever did for me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I just can't understand it. You'd think they'd hate me, but they don't. Why? Because you set them free. That's right. Because you gave them the excuse to leave. They would have never done it on their own. And so you had to set them free. And that's only fair to the other people in your organization who are working hard, who are showing up, who are doing their thing. It is not fair to leave somebody who's a crummy employee there because you're not doing them any favors by keeping them in a job they hate. And you're not doing anybody else in your organization a favor. So you can tell yourself all the stories you want about how sad it is to let somebody go. But if they are not performing to the job, they're bringing everybody else down and they need to be set free. That's right. That's right. Motivating disengaged employees, you can bring them back. You can get them excited. You can find a new spot for them by figuring out what their strengths are and re, you know, deploying them or finding an outlet for them to use those strengths uh, to increase engagement. And if you do all these things, you are going to have a much more productive and 
positive workforce. Excellent. Yeah. So this has been Alexis Robin with The Bright Side. I'm a master life and business coach and the co-founder of the P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence, an executive coaching firm. So we are uh, doing lots of neat things. And if you want to find out more, you can find us at plinkcoachingcenter.com or nourishbusinesscoaching.com. Very good. Yeah. So we'll see you next week, next Monday. Yeah. Have a good Easter. Thank you. You too. Happy Easter. You've been listening to Alexis Robin with The Bright Side right here on K Tahoe.